Всем привет! Меня зовут Маруф, и вы меня хорошо знаете по песне Drunk Groove, которую я исполняю совместно с Бузиным. Мое изучение английского началось еще в детстве. У моих родителей была огромная коллекция пластинок, и многие из них были на английском. И, конечно, мне хотелось знать, о чем поется в моих любимых песнях. Так я и начала учить язык. И, конечно, я обожаю смотреть фильмы и сериалы, но дубляж нужно ждать очень долго, поэтому я смотрю сразу в оригинале, что очень помогает мне хорошо разговаривать и понимать английский язык. Capital FM Moscow. Зачем просто слушать музыку, если можно еще и учить английский? Capital FM Moscow. 105.3. The latest news now. Moscow's only English-speaking hit music station. Capital FM News. Commander of the Kemero Fire Brigade faces charges over the fire at Zimnia Vishna shopping mall. Rescue uh, Russia's investigative committee has launched a negligence case against Sergei Genin. He is held responsible for the death of 37 people. Investigators believe Genin ignored an eyewitness who told him dozens of people were trapped in the movie theater on the top floor and showed firefighters the nearest way to the hall. Instead, they took the faraway stairs and lost time. As a result, 37 people died in the blaze, most of them children. The fire in the shopping mall occurred on March 25th and left 64 people dead, 41 of them children. Telegram has asked the court to postpone hearing on blocking the messenger in Russia. Telegram's lawyer said any such ban would be unconstitutional and impossible to enforce since it is a foreign company. Earlier, Russia's telecoms watchdog had asked the court to block the popular messaging app. It filed a lawsuit after Telegram refused to hand over inscription keys to Russian intelligence. Moscow authorities plan to restrict parking on several streets on Thursday due to football matches and roadworks. Several streets will be closed around Tsetska Stadium from 8 p.m. April 12th to 1 a.m. April 13th. That's part of Berezovaroshia Street from Khadinsky Boulevard to 4th Khadinsky Priest and from 2nd Pishane Street to Kusinen Street. Also, Pevchiski Pirioluk will be closed from tra for traffic on April 15th. Traditional Russian Subotniks will take place throughout the city on the 14th and 21st of April. It's a Russian volunteer cleanup day that originated in the Soviet Union. Residents of the capital will have a chance to work side by side and improve the city. There will be entertainment for all ages during the park cleanup, including a food market where volunteers can buy a variety of delicious treats. Four points out of ten in Moscow this hour, according to Yandex map. The driving time from central Moscow to Sheremetyevo Airport is 53 minutes and 35 minutes back to the center. It'll take you an hour and 20 minutes to get to Domodedovo and an hour to Vnukovo. Plus 22 in Cape Town, plus 7 in Copenhagen and chilly in Moscow, plus 1 degree Celsius, that's 33 Fahrenheit. We expect uh, temperatures to drop to minus 4 overnight. That's all for now. I'm Karen Rolski in the studio. More news coming up at the top of the hour. Good evening, listeners. It is time for, well, the best hour of sports news this uh, week. Uh, this is Capital FM. This is Capital Sports. And I am Alan Moore. 
I'm Ekaterina Bichkova. Yeah, finally back from beautiful, well, sunny France. She was making me very, very jealous all last week. Uh, yeah, well, I was jealous to myself, actually, because I really enjoyed my, my journey. Yeah, But well, I will be honest. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, texting me going, oh, you know, like, it's so good, it's so good, like, and it's so expensive here. It actually felt like the water boy, actually, you know, the water boy, <laughs> when the father goes away to live yeah, in New Orleans. Yeah, but I was lucky I did it before the uh, rumble dropped, so I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, does that mean you owe me more or less money now? <laughs> oh, let's, no. let's discuss it off air. Let's discuss it off air, not yeah, on air. Yeah. Let's go back to sport. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask it. Okay, so we had the best news, views, reviews, reviews, and interviews for your ears tonight. Coming right up, we will have uh, Russian Premier League news, followed by a little bit of English football. Um, and then Paul Little will be on later on as well. Champions League, Europa League, KHL, and the reaction to our exclusive interview with Paul Kimmich from last week. Uh, we will have that Irish Paul, Paul Little of the Daily Star, who has recently penned two very, very good. Uh, you know, pieces that proved very prophetic. And uh, we have a very special guest in the studio, though we're going to reveal that just a little bit later. As always, always later. Yeah. While kicking off with the Russian football, Alan again without me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, so again, like, so while you were like partying <laughs> in Paris, I held a fort out the airs of the well, arena. I, mean, you know, and I deserve some holiday. <laughs> yes, you do. And of course, our, our prize winners joined us from last week. Uh, Christina's brother, Andre, he came out uh, with his friend. And also Nazar was there as well. Uh, so it was it was a really, really brilliant, brilliant day out at Look. Oh, Indeed. no, you make me jealous. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> so we had all the, the guest, special guests from sports and media there as well. And of course, Loco, they got back to winning ways, or bouncing back, as Adam Parshid would say. They beat Rostov in a game that, you know, I think could be the defining moment for both teams' seasons. Rostov losing and the shock result on Monday night meant that they are firmly in a relegation fight. Meanwhile, Lokomotiv are pushing again for the title. Spartak won easily on Sunday in Mahachkala 4-1, but Zenit crashed at home to Krasnar 2-1, which opens up the race for second place, because first is already sealed, no? Don't jinx it, lady. <laughs> Do not jinx it for Lokomotiv. Well, listen, uh, right now, top spot is a straight fight between Loko and Spartak. Loko was a game in hand, we have to remember that. They are top on 52 points. Spartak second on 50 with one game played extra. Uh, Siska, you know, they also have a game advantage, but they slipped up badly, and now they are third on 44 points, so the Spartak legs are stretching just a little bit away from Siska. Uh, Krasnodar, they're fourth with 44 uh, also, so they joined with Zenit are fifth with 42. But again, Spartak and Krasnodar, like I said, have a game extra play. So this could tell quite soon. What was it you said before? You have to win the game in hand? That's true. Yeah, that is true. You have to <laughs> yeah, win. Yeah, but this is the toughest one, I know. I know, I know, I know. Especially in leagues like this. Because I remember in Canada, we had four games in hand come to the end of the season. We need to win just two to win our division. And we won the first, drew the second, lost the third, drew the fourth, and lost the title by a point. So it's no good having those games in hand if you don't win them or win, well, win enough of them. Uh, so this will tell very, very soon in the Russian Premier League. Tell me about this. You know how many matches I lost, Lydia? I've won even sometimes. <laughs> I don't know how tennis players do that. You know? I don't know. I, I, okay, move on quickly. Move on, move on quickly. Dynamo are up to 10th after a shock to one against CSKA. Some scandal there we'll discuss later. later again. Yeah, later. <laughs> the fourth Moscow club now look relatively okay, but have locomotive coming to Himki this week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Lokomotiv are away to Himki, uh, or away in Himki to, to face Dinamo. So that's going to be a big one. So on Saturday, two o'clock, uh, should be a sellout. There are some tickets, um, but you know, by tomorrow afternoon, I say most of them will be gone. So don't be disappointed to get in and buy them now. A uh, huge match for both clubs, especially Loco. Should they win that one, it really means that Spartak cannot afford to drop a point, or well, two points, in the Katerinburg on Sunday. That also kicks off at 2 p.m. And right after at 4.30, Siska, they're looking to bounce back and get three points away to Ufa. If they don't, then Zenit's probable win against Angie uh, at home. And Krasnodar beating Arsenal Tula will have Siska in a very lowly fifth place on Sunday night. 
I mentioned scandal and I'm a little late to it, but I saw two things on Twitter. Small mm-hmm. fighting with fans in Krasnodar and Musa fighting with his coach in Seska. What went on? Out yeah, so Tell okay. Me. We'll, we'll, we'll mention it a bit later when our, our special guest comes in. Tell later. Yes. No, no, I mentioned it. So basically, smaller, basically, he was getting abused by fans and kind of reacting, saying like, you know, what he would do to their mothers and so on. Uh, Musa, he basically was taken off. He was very upset because he, you know, the whole team didn't play well. So he kind of walked, walked off the pitch without shaking his coach's hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. He has walked Honestly, off. Honestly, I've read I've some of, news. <laughs> of course. And then the usual clowns, they put out this, like, kind of like uh, what he was saying, what was being said. But ba- uh, basically, the, the gun trick of the coach just said, look, we, we handle it between us in house. We're a family, we might fight, but we're, we're a team and a club. Um, of course, then these people start jumping in and demanding that, like, Musa apologize for behavior. I mean, same with Small Love as well. The way I see it is this, like, you know, all these you know, boys and girls as well who like they play their video games and they kind of rock up to a stadium and they just go in there to, to you know just to shout abuse at players so is it surprising that a player just once in a while turns around and says listen get stuffed like it says like get lost I mean it's it, 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 it's bound to happen and with Musa I mean he's disappointed so so what he didn't kill the queen I mean, uh, yeah, he yeah, just no, walked no, off no, upset. I, I mean, you know yourself, we spoke about this before, when, when you don't shake hands at the end of a match, either you're angry with the other person or you don't shake hands with the umpire or barely shake hands with yeah, the umpire. Yeah, it's, it's, it's when you're competitive, when you're in all this life. Like now I realize after, like, uh, after a while, well, I, while I quit, actually, a uh, little time after, I was still in this competitive um, uh, attitude, let's say, like mm-hmm. this. That's what now I realize. And I can understand the players. Yeah. Uh, like, from the side, you say, oh, he's like, whatever, so rude or something. But it's not like this. It's just like this minute, in this moment, actually, a lot of uh, players, a lot of sportsmen, they regret about this later. Of course. It's, but it's, it's tough also Russian. to say... Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I mean, if, if, if the way I see it is, if you've got, like, say, you know, 10,000 fans, like, screaming abuse at a player or a referee or whatever, that, like, I mean, the, the problem isn't with the players. It's not the players' reaction. The problem is with the idiots who are doing this. And this is what I've always said, like, I mean, that if fans behave themselves and, you know, behave themselves correctly, you know, then players actually play better. Because the more you, like, it's, it's this kind of thing. And, yeah, and it, that's true. You should be respectful. Exactly. That is it. Exactly. Everybody uh, does their, like, its job. So, what is like, it? We had Mick McCarthy, the, the former Irish manager, manager of uh, Ipswich. Uh, he's a tiny budget playing the English Championship, so the second tier. Um, he resigned last night. Well, he was going to resign anyway because he just he the abuse he got from fans because the team were surviving like they're surviving in the championship with a tiny budget, one of the smallest budgets going, um, bringing through lots of young players. And he took off a young player who was just literally exhausted. You could see him on the video walking; he could barely walk. Um, and the fans started to boom, even though the team won. And they started calling him names and abusing him and racially abusing him as well. And as he, he quit and he just said, like, life's not worth this. So when you have a man who's very honourable, very good, like Mick McCarthy, um, and, you know, small of us is on way better, but still, you know, they, you, they don't deserve this kind of crap. Like, you know, if you go to your job and get I abused, agree. You know, you'd quit as well. So, okay, anyway, um, right. So listen, EPL, so the English Premier League. Last we discussed at Man City, they were top of the table and surprise, surprise, this Despite proving themselves fallible, unlike the Pope, they are still top of the table by 13 points. Six games to go, 18 points on offer. Nobody can doubt they'll win, even if they lost to Man United last weekend. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you were saying about that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I was, was watching like, a little bit. <laughs> it was 2-0. surprise actually was 2-0 up, like, 
for 65, 66, no, almost 70 minutes, and then three, two, oh, okay. I know, it was, it was, it was a big one, like, it was, it was a shock. Bad it, things happens. It does, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, stuff happens, as I say. So, yeah, last week they, they, they threw away the chance to put Mourinho out of a job, and, you know, you'd almost think that the managers at half-time spoke with each other and conspired to put a bet on the bookmakers uh, to win, like, 3-2, because... Um, the fans, like Man United fans, bit like you know Danny Armstrong, Andrew Flint, who were with us before, of course, our friends, they, you know, they, they were tweeting like, yo, kind of Mourinho must go, and then all of a sudden he masterminds this great comeback, a win, and happy days again. Yeah, I saw, I saw some of the Twitter commentary from friends of ours, and they were demanding him to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they yeah. went very quiet. Exactly. So <laughs> such things happen at the end of the business end of the season. Those we saw last night, uh, Man City, they are far from the best team in the world or the best team of all time. They have some you know, good players, but they lack something. And um, I think it's what they really lack is kind of bottle or it's like, you know, strength, inner strength, and they don't have it. And Guardiola is not going to give them for sure. Uh, they're good front runners, but once you rattle them, they, they lose faith and their fitness, of course. Liverpool are up to third level on points with fourth place Spurs. Those Spurs do have a game in hand. Realistically, do either of these teams have a chance of catching United for second? Good question. Like they're four points behind Man U, and so it is doable. Though Liverpool, I don't think so. Spurs, if they if they catch Man City this weekend, if they catch them cold, because um, City are you know this could be four losses in a row for them. Uh, yeah, they could do it. It's at Wembley, big crowds. They might be in the hunt for second, but unlikely. I think Man U have it stitched up. Um, and Liverpool, I mean, they, they're likely to win against Bournemouth, so they'll be pushing for third place. So I think no. But it's funny to watch how at the end of the season. Things get even more tight. I like know, more I know. Tough. Top of the table and bottom yeah, of the table exactly. as well. Exactly. So, what's on the menu for this weekend? Right, some some tasty kind of morsels this weekend. So, uh, basically, you have well, you know, Southampton and Chelsea is good, of course. That one that I've already mentioned, like uh, Liverpool, Bournemouth, that should be a win for for Liverpool. Spurs and Man City, that is the game of the weekend. That kicks off at uh, nine forty-five on Saturday, I believe. So that's going to, that is going to be a big one. That's going to be a huge, huge match. So we to, to see how that how that gets on. Um, we'll speak a little bit later about, of course, with Stoke City because I think as far as no, they play on Sunday. So we'll check that. Uh, uh, later on with our special guests Man U and West Brom that's a win for Man U and Newcastle who are in a bit of a revival mode at the moment they have Arsenal at home on Sunday kick off there is 3.30 Okay, last weekend there were two derbies in England Everton, Liverpool Chelsea, West Ham both ended in draws mm-hmm. but of the pitch over 340,000 people were instead in England last week the biggest crowd watched Arsenal beat Southampton 3-2 almost 60,000 the mm-hmm. smallest was just over 10,000 when Bournemouth drew to all with Crystal Palace. How does this tag up with Russia? Did you say 6-0, six, six 60? 60. Oh, 60, 60. Yes, 60, 6-0. Six yeah, six zero. Yeah, so that's that, that's it. I mean, look, we can't compare because Loco had uh, just over twelve thousand against Rostov. Uh, that was a very you know, good crowd, but they're league leaders, so you expect like kind of a full house in most leagues. Oh well, yes, but uh, what's the difference then? Between England and Russia, you mean? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, lots of things. Um, well, English clubs, you know, they, they were kind of like uh, say Russian clubs. Uh, well, English clubs. 25, 30 years ago would be the same as Russian clubs. Uh, supporters, they were kind of an inconvenience in a sense then for many of the Russian clubs like right now and the same with English clubs back then. Um, you know, many of them, of course, we see it ourselves in Lokomotiv, like, you know, they're, they're trying to do more things to get people in. Um, but the weird thing is that they will make more money with less people or no people in the stadiums. 
It doesn't make any sense for me. I know, I know. <laughs> I normally is mad, but like, you know, a few years ago, we did a, a survey, but in 2012, I think it was, um, 2013 and 12, um, looking at clubs from the second division here to the Premier, so like a, a range of clubs. It costs clubs more to have police insurance, stewards, officials, and everything associated with, with, with a match, a match day. Um, it actually costs them more than they're taking from tickets, food, drink, merchandise, and even TV. Uh, the average increase in profit club we found, where they have an en- empty stadium, was 2.5%. They would make 2.5% money. Well, yes, but still sounds a bit ridiculous when uh, empty stadium means more money. I know, I know. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't make sense, because you might, like, I mean, most... But even most tennis tournaments as well, they live off not so much ticket sales. Uh, they live off more from, um, what you call it, uh, merchandise and commercial, uh, sponsors as well, and TV. So, I mean, it, you know, and here in Russia, like TV is... Broadcasting, yeah, that's broadcasting true. Broadcasting rights are, are huge, you know. So, okay, uh, we're going to go out to a break right now. We're going to go out to a break because we're just like, well, we're not overing, we've got lots of news as <laughs> always. Um, that, DJ Nikki Stay, do we have Zombie Nation coming up? Yes, we do. Good. Okay, because this is a song. It's from 1999. So it's almost 20 years old. It's hard to believe. Oh. I, I'm feeling old right now. Um, so it always gets an outing in stadiums. You always, it's always do. Really, exactly. <laughs> at ice hockey, I heard it recently at the, the Siska game when they came back from 2-0 down. We'll talk about it later. Uh, to win 4-2 against Ska Habarovsk um, in the Western Championship, uh, the Western Division. So uh, just try and sit still as you listen to this because it really gets you moving. This is Zombie Nation and Current Craft 400. Sports with Alan Moore.
Guest. Hey, this is Becky Hayes. Listen to the BCM Radio Show every Friday on Capital FM Moscow 105.3. Every Friday at 1am on Capital FM Moscow. I like the way you do your f- We speak English. We play a hit. Capital FM. With Alan Moore. We are back on Capital Sports here on Muscles Capital FM. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk now about European football, which we missed. Uh, well, we didn't miss. We just get on to it. But we will right now. So uh, we have our first two yeah. Champions League semi-finalists. And very much so. It is safe to so. say nobody expected this too. No, definitely. Definitely. Like certainly, you know, Roman, like they were they were taunt uh, 4-1 last week in Barcelona. Uh, and they proved that an away goal is crucial as they beat Barcelona last night 3-0 in Rome and they won an away goal. So nobody expected it. But as Paul Little wrote, Roma were not just there to make up the numbers and his team Liverpool they inflicted a third competitive loss in a row on Man City like we described earlier on they beat them 2-1 and 5-1 on aggregate could either of them win it or Ooh, what's I don't know I, what's your reckon <laughs> I don't know I think I think the winner will come from the other half of the draw uh, or at least from the other two semi-finals which are on tonight um, but why not you know we, we tipped Liverpool last week that they would actually get you know win uh, and they would have a run at least and they are very very tough to beat so let's see let's see what happens like I mean because you know I, I personally I'd like to see them win I would like to see them win okay and tonight at 9.45 the final two quarters uh We'll see. Bayern Munich and Real Madrid take leads home against Sevilla and the Juventus, respectively. Any potential shocks? Um, shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Real, Real should hold on. And they have the season's top scorer, Cristiano Ronaldo. He's in flying form. He scored 14 goals. That's six more than the second place players. Uh, so I cannot see beyond them really uh, winning tonight. Bayern, they have it a little bit trickier. Uh, they lead to one and, you know, that is two away goals because they won last week in Spain. Sevilla, they need to score twice just to stay in the tie. So, no. No, I think I think Berl- um, Bayern, Berlin, I think <laughs> Bayern have the strength to win. Uh, they fought back from 1-0 down last week in Spain. They should close this one out. So, Real and Bayern to join Liverpool and Roma in semis. That's your record. Yeah, almost <laughs> certainly, yes, almost certainly. The Europa League, uh, you wish CSKA Godspeed last week. God didn't answer their prayers <laughs> well. That's yeah, and the Easter Bunny didn't as well. So, I mean, no, it was, yeah, they, they, they were beaten, really, really walloped like 4 1. You can't blame them because they just don't have the quality. Um, even Young Gullivan, everyone's saying about how good he was and. People try to praise him, say how, how he's going to you know do well in England. He is a good player, but he's still way way off that top level. Um, but still, they are probably playing one of the two teams that will, will be in the final of the Europa League. In the other games, Red Bull Marcel one zero, Atletico Madrid beat Porto two zero, and, and Lazio beat the Austrian Red Bull team from Salzburg four two. So, who should be in the semis? Who should be in the semis? Hmm. Well, it looks like Arsenal, Lazio, Atletico, Marseille are kind of still alive, but they'll have to play an absolutely super game, a super, super game to beat Leipzig. Uh, If the draw is good, I see an Arsenal-Atletico final. That'll be very, very big, a big good one. Um, Especially, as we know from seeing them, they'll play Lokomotiv in the flesh, that this Atletico team are very, very special. Very good. I mean, well, at least they were in a good shape. Exactly, yeah, they were very yeah, good shape. <laughs> no, that's yeah. true, they play quite like quite good level. Yeah, that's true. So listen, we're, we're moving on now just to uh, to KHL. So of course, as the finals are starting up 
on the well the, the first home game is on the 18th of Moscow between Siska and Ska or sorry Siska and Akbars their uh, Akbars goes from Kazan so the first two games are in Kazan and of course the third game then is in Moscow that's next week we'll be on there well no I think Lokomotiv yeah we'll be at Lokomotiv next week when they're playing oh in yes the we will yeah, yeah, yeah. finally so, I will join I, you yes yeah finally after two two away away like losses so uh, yeah I think it's it's like one of those uh, tough times um, okay so just this evening's game okay just a, a little bit of tip because we got a word back in about the Paul Kimmich interview did you hear that interview last week? Uh, well um, not all not all <laughs> not all Okay, so hold on. We have, let me see. <laughs> Is it from Nazar? It's Nazar. a message from Nazar, yeah. Nazar. Okay, okay. Hey, Alan, nice to hear you. Well, after that surprising turnaround in Italy, I am a bit worried with Arsenal's fate tomorrow. So this is Nazar who's with us. He he won the, the prize to go to Lokomotiv last week. So he and he is an Arsenal fan. Okay, so he's probably going to that game tomorrow here in Moscow. Um, I don't know. Uh, now, sir, look, if, if I'm looking at it constructively, Arsenal are one of the best sides in the Europa League, still left there. I mean, Atletico are up there, but, you know, Arsenal still, you know, they are one of the best teams in, in, in the competition at the moment. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very, very difficult. Uh, but I do think, I do think that Arsenal have the strength to get through. OK, last night, Roma, I mean, there were tears in the streets, people celebrating, dancing in the Trevi Fountain. People are very, very happy with what happened. But even at the same time, I've been—I don't know. I think it was a—it was a fluke. It was a fluke for Roma to win. Oh well, I can imagine because uh, everybody just got used that Barcelona is one of the best teams. They're playing all the time finals. They're always, like, uh, not every year, but year after year, they are winners and like. They have Messi, and uh, th- that is it. So, I mean, I actually, oh. I am surprised. I know Roma inter- is a nice club, and I know uh, Italians are good clubs, and uh, they have good clubs. They are fans. I, I've seen, actually, I've been in Roma once when I, um, we actually, we played tennis tournament close to this, also Roma Stadium, uh, uh, soccer stadium, and they're, like, absolutely sick about this when, when something like... They're insane. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, they're absolutely insane when... Uh, uh, the show goes it's just like that's it nothing works everybody watching football everywhere and like ev- on the streets no people at all only where you have screens so uh, like, they're absolutely like seriously insane about this and then, of course I can imagine what the holiday they had yesterday oh no it was great it was great I mean the people were really really happy with it. Um, oh, also Nazar still still uh, he, or sorry, he added he said, oh where are my manners hello to amazing Ekaterina Bishkova as well and hopefully fingers crossed we'll have a message from Margarita who's listening in Ulyanovsk so Margarita hello to you uh, so yeah we're sports fans all over last last week's show was listened now we because we, we got some of the stuff from the downloads of the podcast 21 countries around the world 21 countries that's outside of Russia uh, that's very nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was really, really good. I mean, even people were listening on the it's Isle of Man. Inspiring, you know. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I mean, it was very, very good. One of the things, actually, it's funny about Barcelona, how they seem to have this lack of energy, right? They really, they didn't have energy last night. It was visible. Um, the day before, they were raided by dope, anti-doping officials. They were all tested. And all of a sudden, <laughs> they just, it's like a strange... Uh, for me, it was like... What was wrong? I think it might have just knocked the guys off. It might have just upset them. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that, I think that it just could be. Them. I know. I, not, I, not, I, not, not, not nothing bad. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm bad, but I just think it upset them. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's just like no, uh, not nice before the match, like before very important match. 
that someone comes to you and you have to do this doping test Pee actually it takes exactly. you know no, which actually sometimes takes you like for me it takes hours not really like, <laughs> okay <laughs> like tell half us. night you know tell us no no it's when, no. How many, okay as a question how many times in your career were you uh, tested 14 <laughs> I have all the papers, you know. I kept all of them. Was that right after court? They were trying to see what were you taking. No, but this is disgusting. Especially, you know, I almost like I, I think I, a couple of times I was nearly like close to beat this uh, officer of doping. I swear to God, because <laughs> because when you lo when you lose your match and it's just like something three hours, you're absolutely like destroyed after this um, uh, like uh, if it, you also play it bad you know so so absolutely destroyed after the match and then someone comes to you like immediately even sometimes they enter the court and say oh I'm that anti-doping officer would you mind I would uh, follow you for next hour and then we go to the office and you're like uh <laughs> and just no words to say. Do you not think that, like, the fact that they, were, that, that they were testing you after you came off court when you'd lost? Because you had kind of a reputation of being a bit. Crazy. Well, yes, well. So they're thinking, what the hell is she smoking? I still, I still do have this <laughs> reputation, you know, so I like, carry it with doing? me, like, to, as, as a good baggage, so I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever she's taking will take it as well. <laughs> no, but it's like, no, first when you're just young and you're scared, you know, and it's actually, it's very annoying and uh, it's like, well, you become very anxious, you know. You don't know why you're scared, you don't know what to expect, especially when it's first and second time. Oh, I, well, I remember these feelings and it was awful. Then I just didn't care. I actually even drank beer when I was uh, at the office, so, I mean, I didn't care. I, I had to do that one time, actually, I had to drink a pint of Guinness, actually, in order to give... Yeah, but that's 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 the only point, because you can drink a lot of water, uh, oh, you have insane. a lot of these points, you know, that you have to... Uh, you have to watch, you know, and you're like, oh, come on, I just take a beer and I go there, so... <laughs> But that's well. I suppose it's okay. I mean, it is. Yeah, we're just we're just actually lined up now just to call with. Uh, with oh, remember Paul all these offices? You know, it's sometimes it's so disgusting. On India and Wales, it's somewhere under the stadium. And really? Sm yeah, it's in this very very small, like I don't know, two square meters uh, room, and it's like no windows, nothing, and just the, like poor officer also who's sitting with you. You know, it's Whoa. like so cold and. Oh, and then I was sitting for two hours and she was like, okay, maybe you go and you, you take some coffee with milk or you take beer, whatever, just just go and walk another like half an hour and come back because it's just like... I, I did the same. I, I remember just standing there for like <laughs> ages because I was so dehydrated. I couldn't, I couldn't. And the worst thing was for, well, for a guy like you, the and the guy was actually sitting on a chair and I'm standing up and he's sitting just looking at me. And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, Naked this is from the bottom yeah, half down. It's just really no, embarrassing. no, no, no. It's embarrassing, and it's just like yeah, first two, three times. It's just like when you're young, it's just really embarrassing, and it's like so bad. I mean, uh, it, but I'm trying to remember because I don't, I can't remember because for women it's the same. Can you sit in, or does someone have to watch you? Yeah, everybody, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah, the ladies yeah, watching yeah. you, of course. But it's hard <laughs> for men, even if you're standing next cubicle to somebody. If someone's standing at the next urinal, it's tough to <laughs> do your business. Thanks, yeah, well, I love our TV show, or TV radio show, sorry. <laughs> we're not going to talk about laxatives, no. With laxatives, like the last time. Well, listen, we're waiting to get with, with Paul Little on the line, but just to, just to give a little lead into it. Back to the bottom. Like, exactly, you know, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just like chasing the lowest bottom feeders. <laughs> In every sense. Uh, so, uh, well, we can't get Paul on the line? No? Nikki's saying we can't get Paul on the line. Okay, Paul, we're, if you're listening to it, we are trying to get you, so we don't know what's going on. Uh, your line is busy, so just one second. We're going to try you. 
uh, just we'll try again. Uh, so basically, what Paul written, he'd written about. Uh, I cooperate on a piece about uh, Mancini, um, and basically, uh, you know, ba- basically, it was just, we were looking at Mancini was on his way out from Zenit. He's getting paid a lot of money. Uh, the results are not really going his way. This loss last weekend was really, really bad. And of course, he snubbed us at the Day Arena when we asked him for an interview. He knew. He said, "I'm not going to speak with you." I was like, "Okay," um, because again, I'd questioned that. Like, I questioned his managerial. Maybe he you know, just doesn't know management. how to talk. So. No, he does. <laughs> he's a he's a really good interviewee. I mean, I interviewed him before, and he's really good, and he's a nice man. But my God, he just like he was. I don't know. I, I, just with us, he was quite rude. So it was a, it was a difficult time, very very difficult time. You know? I mean, you never know what what happens. You know, with person. Of course, you well, you expect that uh, maybe a person would anyway show some respect, but sometimes it just overloaded. It doesn't know? happen, unfortunately. Doesn't happen. Yeah. But anyway, what, what Paul written about him was that just basically, uh, you know, it, it was um, we'd written together. That he just he looks like he's on his way out, and Zenith have said that a club because I think he's got three years left in his contract. But if a club is willing to come in and pay one year, they can take him. So they'll pay one year. That's clubs never do that unless they want to get rid of somebody. So we have Paul on the line, Dick. That's super. Okay, Paul Little, can you hear us? I can hear you loud and clear, Alex. Oh. We're panicking, trying to trying, trying to get you. Listen, <laughs> Hello, we're, we're, Paul. We're, how are you doing? How's everybody? Good. Listen, um, I'm going to check to see how, how long we have to chat with you, but we we will have long enough, Paul. So listen, uh, Roma. You did tip Roma. You did tip Roma to do very very well. But did you expect them to beat Barcelona? No, I didn't expect them necessarily to win, but I did think that they would have a shot. And that's what I was, I was trying to say. It wasn't that I expected them to beat Barcelona, but I thought I've seen a lot of Barcelona this year and I don't think that they actually look anywhere uh, as unbeatable as their results would suggest. And so I think, you know, having seen a good bit of them, uh, you know, through midfield, uh, Iniesta's legs are nearly gone. Busquets not quite as mobile as he had, had been. Uh, they rely a lot on Messi. So I just thought if somebody was more aggressive and went after them a bit more, they'd have a chance. And I thought Roma had little option to do, but to do that sort of thing the second leg. Uh, and I thought that, you know, as I say, Barca could be gotten that, and uh, they certainly were last night. I mean, OK, looking at it now, OK, we've got the two games tonight. We've got uh, Bayern and Sevilla and Ray and Juve. Um, is the winner coming from that, that half, or will your beloved Liverpool have a chance to win? I think that it's, it's very open, Alan, to be honest. I, I think uh, everybody has their weaknesses. I think what strikes me looking at European football this year, actually Klopp was saying something similar last night, I think Guardiola, that it's really what happens in both boxes is what's really been key, um, that you've got to give away very little at the back and then you've got to be ruthless uh, in attack. And that's what Liverpool were last night. And I think anybody, that's what we've seen with Real Madrid as well. They've not been particularly special, uh, but they're not giving much away and then they're really snaffling up the chances when they make them so I think any of them have a shot I'd say Roma are still outsiders despite their great result I think Liverpool are well suited to the, to the competition and those that are left in it uh, I guess you'd probably still make uh, Real Madrid favourites given that they've won the last two yeah. uh, and then Bayern Munich certainly have a shot uh, and they, they kind of need to win it now at this stage they, they have a clear run through the rest of the season as well having won mm-hmm. the league there last weekend so um, they, 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 you know, they're, everybody's dangerous everybody has a chance I think I mean, one thing there, uh, just well, just to, to go back to Ireland for a moment. So St. Pat's today uh, in Inchicore, they announced a new 12,000 uh, super stadium or arena to be built on the old St. Michael's uh, estate in Inchicore. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon, would that be a good thing for Irish football, to have such a, like, a really high-quality class arena to be built? 
I think we desperately need it, or certainly the club scene here desperately needs it. Uh, and uh, it would be great. I mean, there's plans uh, in train for Dalyman Park, which is the home of Irish football historically, um, certainly up the last 20 years or 30 years, to be redeveloped. Uh, that's going to result in Talca Park being shut down, which is sad in its own way, but Shelburne and Bohemians will, will play together in Dalyman, and that should go ahead. Yeah. And I think that would be a great thing for the game here to have better facilities. And then if Pats can come along with a new stadium, I think that it's very much just a proposal at this stage whether it actually happens is a different matter but the more the merrier and I think the more good grounds you have obviously the better chance you have of getting decent crowds and people coming in you certainly strip away the old excuse people have of the facilities being one of the reasons why they don't go which I've never really bought but if you take that away then we'll find out really why people don't go Hang on Paul because that is something that people you hear whinging about it but like you'll still get like six, 7,000 people into a, a, a club match a club um, GAA match in Wicklow Exactly, or, you know, yeah, so and their, sta- yeah, and their stadiums are only just larger versions of, of League of Ireland stadiums. Exactly, anyway, you know, exactly, so. and they're basically people are standing on, on grass banks. So, I mean, there's no, yeah. there, you know, there, there, it's not facilities, it is just kind of like the, the, the atmosphere and so on. So hopefully, fingers crossed. It's about, we, like, we're going to get back onto the week after next, okay? So we'll get you on for a, sure, longer, a longer spell. But thank you so, so much, Paul. And uh, listen, what have you got coming up this weekend and what's, what's in Little Football? Uh, I'm going to be looking at uh, Barcelona um, after last <laughs> night uh, and that thing. <laughs> They're playing Valencia on, on Saturday afternoon, so that's first against third. And so did look at Valencia as well, who've had a fantastic season, but really Barcelona, where does it lead them? I think one thing to say about them, they are in a way in a transitionary period. They are buying in players, Patino, Dembele, they they know I think they need to make some changes. Uh, so perhaps that's all in train. So we'll see what happens. That's brilliant. Listen, Paul, thank you so much for your time. Just you take care and have a have a great evening. See you guys. Bye bye. Thanks, Paul. Okay, so just before we go to the break, we're going to introduce our, our guest very, very quickly, uh, who's in the studio. So, uh, Ivan Korsh, how are you? Ah, hello, hello, Moscow. Not, I, I hope that not only Moscow, but just the great region as well, maybe some parts of Europe. How are you? 21 countries. Ireland already, yeah, 21 countries, listen <laughs> around the world, UAE as well. So, Ivan Korsh is the president of the Stoke City Fan Club here in Russia, and we're going to speak to him after the break. But to going out to the break, because of that result yesterday with uh, the, the big, big turnarounds between Roma and Barcelona, we're going to play out with a, a real stadium tune. This is EMF and Unbelievable. We'll be back after the break. Unbelievable. 
В каких бы городах мира мы не жили, мы всегда стремимся жить на высоте. Клубный небоскреб в Москве – Нева Тауэрс. Апартаменты от 15,8 миллионов рублей с беспроцентной рассрочкой. Собственный парк, фитнес, спа, кинотеатр и потрясающие панорамные виды. Стиль жизни мирового класса теперь и в Москве. Подробности 8499-300-0303. Рассрочка предоставляется застройщикам ООО «СТ Тауэрс». Проектная декларация на nevatowers.ru Welcome back to part three of tonight's Capital Sports here on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm still Alan Moore. Still I'm still, yes. I'm still, 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 still <laughs> Ivan Kors is here with us and Nikki Stay is spinning the tunes. So I hope you enjoyed that last tune because it brought back some good memories for all of us. It was a little bit older than the previous one. So it was like, yeah, I think it's from 91, 92. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it, actually. <laughs> it's a great one. It's a great song. It really, really is good. Uh, so oh, Ivan, yes. even though we had some strange conversations during the break and the last break as well, <laughs> Ivan is still here. So Ekaterina, you're going to kick off with the questions. Yes, I start. So wise talk. I have this question from the beginning when I knew that you are the president of the fan club of Stoke City. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I... Potters. Potters. Yeah, Potters. Okay, uh, so I've been a Stoke supporter for, I think, for eight years now. So, uh, yeah, it all started in 2010. I was... uh, Oh, you woke up once? And then realize that you're a fan. No, of no, actually, I was, I was just, you know, 20 years, uh, no, 12, yeah, 12 uh, years old boy. You know, I was scrolling the internet, and somehow I found the link for the, I think Stoke, I think Stoke with uh, um, a Liverpool game. You know, I, I, I never, I, ne- I never thought that I would, uh, I would like to, 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 to watch this team because, you know, what, what Stoke? They're not, you know, yeah, they're not United or Liverpool. Yeah, because everybody knows Liverpool. Uh, I think this game finished at 1-1, uh, Stoke equalized uh, just on the 83rd minute or something like that. You know, I, I love the atmosphere, I love the fans, I love the Tony Pulis, he was, uh, you know, running with his cap and all this stuff. Uh, I love the spirit of the game, I love the spirit of players. Why not? And after that, I, st- I, started, uh, to, I started to watch them, I started to follow them and obviously after the uh, FA Cup final in 2011 I think we lost to Man City but qualified to Europa League you know we, when we played with Besiktas with Dynamo Kiev by the way uh, you know I, I, I said to me yes it's my team I, I absolutely love them okay the but uh, how was uh, this way to the president of fan club uh, like I mean uh, how did it start 
Actually, it started in... How many fans, sorry? Yeah, how many fans, but I'll start from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think in 2008, we, uh, not we, some Stoke fans that were uh, in Russia before me, okay, they create a group, a community in uh, our social network called Vkontakte, just like uh, Facebook of... Uh, like R- Russian Facebook, yeah. And in 2013, we... Uh, we uh, were in official site of Stoke and found the link of uh, supporters branches, okay? And we, we saw that there's a supporters for fan club from uh, Libya, uh, I think, uh, Malaysia, and we... And, and and we told you ourselves that why not, why do we uh, why, why can we create a fan club in Russia and we create we wrote a letter to the club they said okay how many members you have That's cool. obviously we didn't have um, 12, uh, 12 members that they would like us to have or have I think two or three or something like that why not you have uh, to start yeah we have to start from the you know there's a good um, a good phrase in in Russian and in so many languages that Rome wasn't built in one day, yeah? Okay, yep. so yeah, we started uh, in 2013 and, and next year I became a president not president, obviously, chairman, okay? Okay. Uh, yeah, we don't have a directors of board, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but still. Uh, yeah, and so four years on, uh, we had some really good projects. I uh, Once I phoned to BBC Radio Stoke uh, oh. when, yeah, when they uh, were interviewing Peter Odenwingi uh, he speaks fluent Russian, and I. But he's he's born here. He's yeah, he was born motif, in yeah. I think in uh, Tatarstan or something like that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I told the presenter, "Can I speak with Peter in Russian?" Okay. And in one minute, the BBC uh, was in Russian. Okay. I told uh, Peter, "How are you?" And please say hello to Russian supporters. The, he was just he was he was amazed that uh, he was amazed that Stoke have fans in Russia. No, well, I mean that. that, well, that I, can ima- I can imagine. Like, have you be- have you been to see the play? Have you been no, to unfortunately, I haven't been to England because of the obviously prices. Prices are very, they were high for me. I'm a student still. You're going to have to save and get it. So, listen, what's going on this season? I mean, I mean, okay, Tony Pulis isn't there. Mark Hughes went, but like you know, second bottom of the Premier League. Is it going to be Championship next season? Uh, honestly, no. Okay, let's say this. My brain says yes. My heart says obviously no, because we have five games to come. We have only one a tough fixture with Liverpool away. And uh, I, I think we have Burnley, Crystal Palace, we have uh, West Ham or something like that. We have to gain points. Beating West Ham could actually yeah, absolutely. get because, you out because of the relegation. Because they're also relegation. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, yeah, they're candidates. They're kind candidates of right, near yeah. the relegation zone. Yeah. Uh, what happened this season, I think... Uh, um, not only this season, it all started uh, two and a half seasons ago. Uh, the uh, ton, ton, uh, turning point was the semi-final of League Cup with Liverpool. We lost on penalties, we gave everything, we almost died on the pitch, but but we lost, unfortunately, on penalties. And after that game, everyone, everything went went absolutely crazy. And I think Mark Hughes has lost the plot, uh, I think Mark Hughes has lost the dressing room. And uh, yeah, it is what it is. Paul Lambert r- right now he's starting to uh, to building a new team. He's starting to building a defense. But I think the decision to fire Mark Hughes was made um, too late. Too late. Yeah. yeah if, yeah. if if Stoke fired him in summer, we wouldn't be in relegation zone right now because with all Paul Lambert's games I've seen, uh, we were brilliant. Okay, except of um, we were brilliant in Arsenal away. We were brilliant with uh, Tottenham. Uh, I think it was on Saturday. So, yeah. 
I mean, it is it is tough for me down at Project Hill. I mean, you're, you're you're four points really away from safety. I mean, you've got and Southampton have have a game in hand. Yeah, and Southampton have a one game in hand, but they have Marquinhos. Okay. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, this is merry-go-round of, of, of managers. I mean, like looking at Huddersfield. I mean, they, Huddersfield. You know, they start off well. They've dropped back down, of course, because they found that is kind of their level. But I mean, looking at the, you know. If you're talking about you guys at 27 points, you're five points away from Swansea, who were in 15th. And Swansea were dead and buried. The start of the season, they were terrible. I mean, yeah, absolutely. La- you know, all, they, pundits, they uh, all pundits, they say that, uh, okay, we, oh, we, we know two teams who will be relegated this season is West Bromwich and Swansea. Yeah. But then uh, they uh, hire a man from, I think, from Sheffield Wednesday, Carvajal, his yeah. surname. Yeah. And uh, he turned everything okay. And right now, uh, I think that he will be a manager of the season. That's for sure. He should be because I mean, looking yeah. at the, the budget that they have, they have probably the nineteenth place budget, but they're fifteenth and they've been fighting well the whole season long. So, I mean, if, if just ask you to compare, say, because of course you're working with uh, Lokomotiv as well as being a student. Um, how get, what, where, compare and contrast the English Premier and the Russian Premier right now in your eyes? Just can't compare this league. Why? Uh, Can try. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll try. Uh, we'll try in terms of uh, fans, in terms of uh, fans' mentality, in terms of I don't know. We don't have, a, uh, unfortunately, right now. Maybe after the World Cup, it'll be. We don't have a, uh, football culture. We don't have a culture of supporting your own team, uh, supporting your local team, and so on. Okay, if you will see the attendance list for the seventh uh, tier of um, of England uh, league, okay, the uh, the average attendance of this team from the seventh tier of uh, of uh, East, Eastman Premier League, for example, okay, it'll be uh, bigger than the attendance of Amcar, okay, maybe something like that, okay. There is the problem that uh, unfortunately our now, fans Amcar of course are Premier division team. Yeah, the Premier Division team. So you're talking team, about some team in like you know, yes. in Greater Manchester have more fans yeah, coming absolutely, through the gates. Absolutely, absolutely. And more yeah. money as well. More, uh, money. more money. And I think that the uh, own clubs, uh, the uh, you know, unfortunately here in Russia we have um, clubs that are owned by the maybe regions, governments and so on. Uh, in England and in other European countries uh, there are clubs that are owned by just like in Krasnodar, okay, with Sergei Galitsky. Or by fans. Or by fans, just like uh, AFC Wimbledon or exactly. United of Manchester, by the way. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it, this is this is a big issue. And, I mean, something we, we, we discussed about, like, you know, fi- uh, sustainability and, fin- and, and, and finances, of course. And we see it ourselves every week, you know, when, yeah, when, yeah. when we're in locomotive. We, it's, it's difficult. But, but I but hope it is, it is to change after the World Cup, okay? I think it has to. Because know, we will build, not, not we, but... Uh, Russia, uh, Russia. Okay, <laughs> yeah. We will beat nice stadiums. We will beat infrastructure, airports, roads. We will, we will uh, say uh, that we have a World Cup everywhere. Okay, just, just uh, when it was like, like elections. Okay, uh, from everything. Okay, elections, 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 and right now, uh, World Cup, World Cup, World Cup. And I think, I hope that uh, the fans, the uh, the, the uh, people of Russia, will love it. By the way, speaking of Stoke, uh, we launched a campaign on uh, official. Kind of um, official social networks of stock. That's only one official uh, <laughs> network of the stock is Twitter. Okay, uh, I, I tweeted uh, actually from the stock uh, fan club account that okay, stock so you is are allowed to do this. Of course, I'm a president. Okay, chairman, 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 president. He's already president after like you know oh, one, yes. one radio broadcast. He's already president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. these <laughs> are the duties and responsibility <laughs> of chairman. Yeah, like to do. Something. Yeah, some yeah, to do social stuff. Yeah, so uh, I chairman. T- wow. I 
Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted like that. Like a boss. <laughs> okay, England fans, if you if you will have some problems in Russia, okay, please contact us and we will help. Perfect. Yeah, perfect, and uh, perfect. Th- there were uh, I think five or six replies, and uh, by the by the day by. By 10 p.m. Uh, uh, today, uh, we fixed all the problems. Okay, this is something that today again they had these like girl hooligans, like the son ran a, a, a story on it. Danny Armstrong yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, picked it apart, and the Daily Express, I think, the day before yesterday, also had this like nonsense about hooligans. So, I mean, you know, it is building up. It's been there for ages. We've been counteracting it here. I've been writing about it. I've been saying it's just so ridiculous. Um, one thing, I, I, it is true. We do have to give. Big, big, big props up to uh, Lokomotiv Moscow because they have cleaned up their fan base so that everything is, you know, positive and it's, it's, it's gotten so much better because, I mean, the, the fans behave better if you compare them with the other Moscow clubs. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's very, very important. Yeah, by the way, and speaking of hooligans and all this stuff that I, I actually don't like, uh, I, I tell them almost every day that, okay, come on, please, don't afraid to come to Russia. We have a nice, kind, nice country, nice... Nice buildings, nice cities, and all this stuff, and we will uh, welcome you in very good manners. That's right. Listen, just an update on European football right now. Uh, seven minutes gone, Real Madrid, Juve, and Mario Mujukic from Croatia has scored to pull a goal back. So it's now 3 1 Real Madrid, uh, Juve, and in the Bayern Munich Sevilla game, nine minutes gone, but no score. Okay, no score on that. Um, I mean, before before we let you go, we, we have a question uh, that came in from a listener, and uh, it's it, it's actually about the World Cup. Have you got tickets for the World Cup? Because someone's just written and complained that they can't get tickets. Have you got tickets? I just um, you know it's it's a tricky one, okay? Because uh, unfortunately, I lost all the queues with all these World Cup tickets. Go away! Uh, You're not the only one. A lot yeah, of people don't say. Of course, yeah. But I really hope to walk on the World Cup. So I hope I will get not only tickets but. Press accreditation. Good, like good, that. good. That is very, very good. Listen, I of course thank you very much for your thank time you. this evening. Thank, thank you. you, and we'll, we'll see you again. Well, actually, we'll see you at the next next weekend at the at, or next week, I should say. On yeah, the next week uh, on Wednesday, uh, Lokomotiv versus Ahmad. I think it's seven thirty. Seven thirty. Please come to support us. Uh, five games to go and. We hope to create some kind of miracles. Not miracles, because miracle miracles means that you have uh, no chance, but history. Come on, in, history. In, in, in the start of the season, okay, no, nobody... nobody. No, uh, no, no, no one gave Lokomotiv yes. a chance. A, a European spot was good and that was it. But listen, thank you very much. We'll see you on Wednesday at the Capital Stadium Sports Show. Thank you, bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ekaterina, thank you very much. You're thank back. You, you just ran back into the studio after running away. I don't know what you did for two seconds, but you <laughs> came back and I won't ask. I'll ask you <laughs> after the show. Uh, really? Yeah, <laughs> You're doing it on air. Okay. So I was coughing. You're <laughs> coughing. Yes. <laughs> now everybody knows. Air, yeah. There we go. So <laughs> listeners, thank Next you. Next time so I will not go out. Sorry. Exactly. So it's it's still nil nil Bayern and Sevilla. It is still one nil to Juve in the Real Juve. So maybe a bit of a shock there, but well, I don't think so. Um, so Nasia, thank you very, very much for looking after us this evening. Thank, thank you. You, you, you saved us. So we're going to play out with something that, of course, this is now for something Spark. very old. Yeah, very. <laughs> this is really old. This is all about male bonding. And given the fact that there's a lot of stuff happening in the Middle East. This is quite a timely song. This is from Top Gun. So you remember Tom Cruise with his shirt off um, and looking in good shape. This is from Kenny Loggins. So this is now the part of the season where it's called Squeaky Bum Time. So guys, come back to us next week. We have a big, big show next week with one Mr. Frankie Boyle. So uh, to play out this evening, this is Kenny Loggins and Danger Zone. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.